0: And as the sun set on the horizon, they lived happily ever after. Ever heard of it? Hello and welcome to Happily Ever Heard of It. I'm your host, Jesse Jollis, and we're back, baby, season three. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm excited. This is exciting. We're back. It's going to be such a great season. We've got new things coming, new segments, uh, new info. I'm growing and I'm changing. It's going to be such a fun season. I'm so excited. This is like kind of the nearest and dearest thing I have to my heart. It's a project that essentially is my heart. And I'm so invested and I love it so much. And I'm so excited to be back. Fun fact, this is my fourth time recording this podcast, the Welcome Back episode. Why? Because I'm scared. I'm very scared. And that's what's so great about me is a lot of people, when they're scared, don't say anything. Or after the fact, they go, I was actually really scared in that moment right before I accepted the Oscar. And people go, really? I couldn't tell it all. And I am telling you that I am nervous. This has been a really hard episode to record, obviously, because there is some... Piping hot tea, y'all. The tea is hot. And the thing about tea is it'll burn you if you're not careful. You're moving too quickly. So I've recorded this a few times and I'm telling myself this is the last time. It doesn't have to be perfect. I... Might get emotional. I might completely detach and do a comedy session. I'm unsure what's going to happen. Okay. So buckle up, get excited. We're in the thick of it. This podcast is already a little different than other mental health podcasts because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I literally have no criteria to be leading a group of people. And I'm not leading, I'm more just sharing my experiences what I'm doing, some of the introspection that I find so fascinating, some of the breakthroughs that I've had, and what's fun is I am in the thick of it, okay? I'm very much in the thick of it. You know, some of these mental health podcasts are being recorded on a beach from a woman who wears probably all white, has very long hair, two kids, a husband who's like, oh, you go record. I'll take them to the park. And she's thriving. She's financially savvy. We go, what an incredible woman. Tell us your secrets. And that is a great podcast. And I recommend listening. But I also will say, if you want to hear a podcast about mental health from somebody who just found out her boyfriend cheated on her, her ex, let's be clear. Her ex cheated on her, is financially unstable, okay, and lost one of her good friends and has boundaries up left and right. But she is standing and still thriving. I say that's a pretty cool podcast, too. I'm in the thick of it, reporting live on the scene. I'd like to think that I'm breaking things down in a way that makes sense for me, at least, or old me. So we're going to have fun today. Okay. We're going to have fun. And if we don't have fun, we're going to pretend we do. That's me. I'm going to pretend we do. So one segment that I want to start with because I'm warming myself up. Okay. I'm warming myself up before we get to the heat of it. Okay. The thick of it, the absolute tea. Okay. So segment number one is a new segment that I'm kind of obsessed with and it's called Bon Voyage. Okay. And you have to say it like that. Bon Voyage. And those are things that we're saying bye-bye to. We're saying bye to it. We, we thank it for its time and it's no longer serving us. So we are saying bon voyage. Sometimes we don't say goodbye to things that we should. One thing I'm saying bon voyage to is white walls, okay? For me, they make me sad. They make me think, why isn't my home finished? What am I waiting for? What's going on? Famously, I just painted one of my walls, full on just painted it like a a mural. Actually, I guess more like a piece of art. Um, (laughs) And immediately when one of my friends saw it, they were like, you're losing your security deposit. And I said, you're not looking at the bright side. Look how stunning it is. It's truly stunning. So I'm an artist and I'm saying, bon voyage to white walls. They do not serve me. Now, that doesn't mean they don't work for you. But for me, it's a no-go. Something else I have to say goodbye to and bon voyage is supermarket prices. It's $12 for watermelon around here. It, I just, it feels insane. Everything is weight and like cherries. I, I don't want to say the fruits, fruits packing in a little bit of pounds because fruit is so expensive and it's just pissing me off. I don't like it. I think it's rude. And I would just like fruit to be a little more accessible. Okay. For me. And I know that maybe it is for you, but for me, no. And sometimes I'm like, I guess I'm splurging $15 on a watermelon. It just feels annoying. And so we're saying goodbye to that. What does that mean? I'm not really sure. It means I have to figure out how to get fruit cheaper or just spend a ton of money on it and like maybe put on a beret and really celebrate it. Like, look at me. I'm wealthy and I'm buying fruit. All right. So... Let's get into the changes and the things happening in my life so I can tell you where I'm at. So I'm perfect. I'm healed. Nothing's ever gone wrong for me. I'm kidding. The start of the summer, I lost one of my really good friends. And by lost, I mean, they chose to take a step away. We both kind of chose to take a step away. And it was incredibly painful it really did feel like a breakup. And I feel like I didn't even fully process it because so much was happening. It did lead to a big lesson. And then recently, a few weeks ago, I found out my ex-boyfriend cheated on me and was actively cheating on me. And the first thing people want to ask me when I say that is, did you have any idea. When I tell you, I was the opposite of Nancy Drew. I was Mrs. Peacock with a candelabra talking about the tiles in the bathroom. I was like, have you guys seen the tiles in this house? It's so cute. The lights are out. Who knows why? And also, should we play light as a feather, stiff as a board? Like I truly had no idea. How did I find out? He told me. So, and when he did, I was gobsmacked. I was so stunned. I just, I wouldn't have guessed it. I would have never guessed it. And this is how it kind of went down. So the poetry of it is, (laughs) I was going home for my sister's wedding ceremony. Nothing like your younger sister's wedding ceremony to be having major issues in your relationship. So I'm home. I'm home for that. And I'm having major anxiety about our relationship. I know something's off and wrong. I'm just not sure what. And the communication was not great. So I really didn't know what was going on. And I had this pit in my stomach that something really bad and really big was going to happen. I thought he was going to break up with me. So I, I, was, I haven't been that anxious in a really long time, which is a great sign if you're in a relationship that's causing you so much anxiety that maybe it's not the right relationship. But something I've learned about myself is (laughs) I am a musician on the Titanic. I am essentially like, I'm not getting on a lifeboat. I'm sinking with the ship. I've made a commitment. I signed a contract. I'm doing ambiance, and if this thing's going down, I'm playing that fiddle as hard as I can, as opposed to getting on a life you know, vest and get trying to get on a raft. I think that's the better plan in the future, but I was like, I'm playing this song, and no one can stop me. So things aren't going well. I feel sick to my stomach, and what's really fun about me is I'm a terrible liar, one of the worst liars there ever, ever could be, So my sister's like, you good? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, girl, I'm great. Are you kidding? I'm thriving mid-tiers. And I was like, I really don't want to talk about it on your special day. You know, there's so many rules on people's like, I mean, my sister already is having a ton of events, but there are a lot of rules and it's like, don't bring up your shit. Do not get in the way. Don't ruin this for this person which is difficult because you're like, am I going to lie to them? Do I just like not say what's going on? And my sister's like, what's going on? Why are you being weird? Just tell me, I can tell. And so I was like, okay, I guess I will. So me and her husband are in the car talking about my my issues and texting with my ex the, the whole day, essentially. And you know, God bless my sister. She's really the greatest person in the world. And her husband stayed true. And God bless him for that. They were really, really wonderful. Um, Do I feel guilty? Maybe a little, but also I did the best I could. And I was having a crisis. I just didn't know what was going on. I felt so uncomfortable. And I got back to the city and we were going to talk. He was going to come over. I was, I had lost my mind at this point. I was being very dramatic. <laughs> In my mind, again, I, I was like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm like, I just have to like fight. I'm, I'm fighting for the ship. I'm on the Titanic trying to find the holes. Like we can fix this. It was an iceberg. I mean, what could it have really done, right? This is the Titanic. There's no way we're sinking. I'm going around with like duct tape. And I'm like, I'm going to fit. It's going to be fine. Like we're just not communicate. We're going to figure it out. And I get off the bus when we, and I was like, I'll call when I get off. I call, he's unanswering, it's raining. I'm like, oh, I'll just walk in the rain and wait for him to call me back. So now I'm walking in the rain, I'm soaking wet. I am, I think I'm listening to sad music at this point, just walking around the city being like, am I dramatic or is this really like what's going down? I get home, I talk to one of my friends, he comes over, we talk we reconcile. It seems as though everything's okay. (laughs) The next day. Now, what's funny is the next day now looking back, I'm like, homeboy was tying up loose ends. I just didn't see it. In my mind, I can see now he was almost taking, he knew he was about to implode everything and it would never be the same. And probably he would never see me again. So, but I just said, God, he's really mesmerized by me. (laughs) You know, it's a beautiful thing when you go, God, this person really loves me. And I don't blame him. You know, I was very cocky about it. I was like, take a picture. It lasts longer, you freak. And then he sits me down and he's like, I have to tell you something. And then he tells me uh, essentially a piece of the puzzle, a piece of the puzzle, and the puzzle piece that happened six months ago, which already I have a major issue because it's been six months, which means... to me that you're being dishonest with someone for six months. The metaphor that I think about with this type of situation is I used to play soccer in high school oops sorry I'm an athlete I am an athlete I've always been an athlete I was very athletic I tried out uh, to be a forward and they were like how about goalie and forward and I was like yeah that works too I was good at goalie I wasn't afraid of being hit God bless me for that you know like I was gonna take pummels the rest of my life but I was a goalie and what was funny is there was obviously so much pressure to be a goalie like everybody is nervous for their life I'll never I forget what my parents were like, Jesse, do you know how stressful it is? to be the goalie's parents and sit on the sideline. We're so nervous your whole game. I'm like, I'm nervous too. I'm sorry that you're stressed that I'm in one of the scariest positions there is. Like the first one people blame, you know, it's rare the goalie's the hero. It's normally we're all mad at the goalie. So, but what's fun about the goalie is in order for the other team to score, they have to get past every other player. Okay. So if you're a great defender, midfielder, you can stop the ball too. If it gets to me, you've all failed. Okay. Which is a little bit how I see cheating, which is, of course, we can look at the actual act of whatever the event is. But to me, there's been a lot of lying along the way. And I don't, I, I don't, that's not okay with me. <laughs> you know, I think Honesty is one of the number one things that I look for in a partner and in friendships. And so finding that out was shocking. Uh, I then asked him to just email me everything because I couldn't think clearly. Also, he was having his own emotional response. So I was having a difficult time figuring out even... Like, am I consoling him? Am I consoling... I'm like, what's going on? So I had to give myself a little time to think. Luckily, I had a a call with my sister. So I like get on the call. We were going to talk about nutrition. I get on the call. I say, hey, similar to your wedding, I'm derailing what's happening. And she was very sweet and after the call she was like you should go for a walk outside and I was like maybe that's a good idea because right now it feels like my whole world is crumbling it feels like the person that I thought I could trust more than anybody in the world has been actively lying to me for a really long time about a few different things and I just feel almost paranoid about like what I thought was true what is true what do I do in this situation so I went for a walk to a fruit market (laughs) how funny. And as I'm, and I've got my sunglasses on and I'm fully sobbing. I said, what's really great about New York, or at least in my opinion, when I have my sunglasses on, I'm incognito. You don't know me. You've never met me before. I am invisible. That's how I feel with sunglasses because I'll wear sunglasses on the subway just to be like, you don't know me. You've never seen me. Carmen San Diego. okay? I'll see you when I see you. So I'm walking around openly sobbing, looking at fruit, being like, why is it so expensive? Can I talk to the person in charge? It's summer. Why are watermelons $15? And all of a sudden I hear, Jessie? I don't remember if she said my last name, but Jessie Jollis. And I ran into someone I haven't seen in 12 years. Uh, Since college, this really sweet girl that I have very fond memories of. If anything, she's like, she's the Oprah of, she was the Oprah of my freshman floor. It was like, oh, (laughs) this girl is going to be something incredible. She she has fabulous energy. Um, And she just moved to my neighborhood. And she was like, Jesse? And I said, oh my God. In a way, I think it was the universe reminding me, there are so many wonderful people out there. And don't get fixated right now on just one person that's in your life. So she says, Jesse. And I say, ah, Megan. And, you know, we're chatting and I go, now I'm, I'm sure she sees the tears streaming down, down, the, down the face. Do I say something? I said, you ran into me at such an interesting moment. I said, I'm having what I think I'd call a breakdown, a, a, a mental breakdown. I said, I'm having something really traumatic happen in this moment. I said, I can't tell you what, because I'll cry. And then I pretty much almost started crying. She said, you don't have to tell me. I said, I can't tell you. She said, you don't have to. I said, well, I can't. But we should get together and grab a coffee. Well, I'll walk you into the neighborhood another time. We make sure we have each other's numbers. I said, all right, I'm going to buy a watermelon, I think. And then I'm going to go home and sob. But it was so good to see you. Thank you so much. I said, that's enough for me. I'm going in now. But I look at that moment as a moment during that, which was just a nice reminder. There are just really great, wonderful people and not to fixate. So I get back to my apartment and I'm just, I want my mommy. I want my mommy. So I call my mommy and I talk to her. And sometimes when things like this happen, people project either what's going on with them or what's happened with them. and it was not the conversation I wanted. I think I wanted to say this thing happened and I wanted to hear I'm, I'm booking a ticket. I'm bringing a torch. We're killing this person. And then I go, Oh my God, no. Uh, but I think that's what I wanted to hear as opposed to anything that is either neg- blaming old me would have blamed myself. Old me would have immediately said, "A, hey, it's, it's because of the way you look. It's because you're fat. It's because you're not a good girlfriend. I wasn't paying attention. I must have been doing this, this, and that. When in actuality, and I knew this immediately. And so I didn't need to continue the conversation. I was like, this has nothing to do with me. This has everything to do with him. And actions speak louder than words. And this is an action that I will never, I can't move on from. And I don't deserve that in a partner. And, you know, We've been having, we were having trouble for a few months. It was some just difficult times. Like our communication was not good, which is some would say the foundation of a relationship. So we were having a lot of trouble. And there was a moment a few months ago where I I was like, I'm scared he's not my person. And I'm scared to hurt him and I really love him. And I, I prayed to the universe. And I was like, if this isn't my person, please give me a clear sign. Please make it easy for me to leave. And please let me not like think about it and have regrets or feel like I didn't put 100% in like, please make it easy. So also when this happened, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's, it's the sign I was asking for. Like the sign that was like, yeah, no, this isn't the person. Like, and here's an easy way out. You never have to think about the relationship. The relationship that sometimes I grieve and mourn is the fantasy that was in my head of what I thought it was. In actuality, I was in a different kind of relationship that I would not have consented to. And that that's an, that's a nice, I think, lesson when whether you're going through a breakup or even leaving a job or anything like that. And you might have feelings of, oh, God, was it the right move? And I think when you can remind yourself of what are the facts in the situation, what did you think it would be, and but what's really happening, I think there's like a beautiful piece to that. So from that moment, I mean, I pretty much talk to my therapist immediately just to be like, I want to make sure I'm logging everything correctly, which is like, this wasn't my fault. I'm so proud of myself for getting out as gracefully as I possibly could. And I will not be treated this way. I don't deserve to be treated this way or in a relationship like this. And this has nothing to do with me. And my job now is to take care of myself 120%, show myself love and compassion and also realize this is not my guilt and my my shame. Like, you know, I think at first I was like, am I allowed to tell? Like, am I allowed to tell people? Am I allowed to tell friends? Am I allowed to talk? And it's like, of course I can. This happened to me. This is part of my story. And the way that I kind of adapt and move from this is also a, probably what I'm most proud of. Like, I don't know if I would have had the strength to walk away a few years ago. I don't know if I would have seen that this wasn't my fault and a reflection on that person. And I don't think I would have done it as swiftly and called my friends into action to just support me and help me and then called myself into action to be like, we're about to take care of ourselves harder than we ever have before. And the lesson... That I learned from all this, from my friend and then uh, my my ex, is that there's a very sad truth, I guess, in being an adult and knowing that love is conditional, and that's not a bad thing. I think the only maybe unconditional love you can have is between a, a parent and a child. I think, and by the way, a lot of times that's. Very conditional. But I think in its purest form, it can exist in that realm. And then to be honest, probably once the child turns 18 and becomes an adult, you would have to, if somebody's actions are causing you harm, you don't, un- you don't owe them unconditional love. You owe yourself unconditional love, which means like you're going to support yourself, love yourself, support your decisions, move swiftly through. Um, and if someone is causing you harm, sadness is making your, uh, your self-love, your worth go down. You're allowed to put yourself first. You're allowed, you should put yourself first. And that any other love is conditional based on the fact that, you are benefiting from that relationship. And I think what I realized with the friendship that I lost, which again, I was a fiddler on the Titanic. I was like, things aren't going well. This person hasn't been treating me right. They haven't been communicating. I've been hurt so many times, but I love them. And so if their ship is sinking, I'm going to sink with them. And I'm going to, when I need to always be, protecting myself and finding my my life vest and not making excuses for why the person that I am choosing to love is causing me pain. I'm allowed to get on the raft and save my... Women and children first, folks. Like, you've got to put your mask on on the plane before somebody else. And it's so true. And I really did not think that with relationships because I want unconditional love so badly. And I can have that. It just is with myself and I can't expect someone else to have that. And the thing is, if someone really loves you and you're like, it's conditional based on the fact that you are helping me, benefiting me and not causing me pain, anyone who loves you would be like, of course, I don't want to cause you pain. If I'm causing you pain, that would be that would cause me pain and I would remove myself anyway. So that's been that's been what I've noticed. That's been what I'm realizing moving forward. So right now, I'm focused on unconditional love for myself, join me on the party, and conditional love for other people in my life based on if they're causing me harm or if they are making my life better. And that is okay. Family included, folks. So... How am I treating myself with unconditional love? I am trying to give myself all the tools I need. I'm trying to move my body. A lot of times when you're going through healing, they say it's really good to move your body to get some of the trauma out. I'm working with, you know, a counselor on my own time to, again, make sure I'm logging things correctly, working through things correctly. I'm working on not seeking outside validation, but internal validation. With all of this stuff. And yeah, I'm and I'm back, baby. I'm back doing my podcast and my thing. And I love it. And I'm so excited. So yeah, this season is going to be great. I feel like I haven't been in this good ahead space in a really long time. Sometimes from you know, breakdowns come a breakthrough. And I think having just such a hard summer made me realize how much work I've done and how far I am and and how proud I am of myself. What a gorgeous, gorgeous thing. So if you're in the thick of it, I feel you. If you're in a if you're thriving, girl, I feel you and I love it. I think this podcast is for everybody. And I hope that we can all be giving ourselves that unconditional love. 24 Sevillon. Ugh, so I'm really excited this season We've got a lot of new segments I'm going to be having on guests. I'm going to be, I feel like I'm about to metamorphosize and butterfly and I'm excited to be in the thick of it and recording. I think in the past, what I would do is like cocoon. In private and then come out and be like, this is what happened, like the woman at the beach. And I'm very much like, there might be ups and downs. There might be podcasts that I go, turns out I know nothing and I'm in a pit of despair. But I want to be doing it while all of this is happening because I feel like that's where the magic lies. So I'm so excited about that. If you're obsessed with the podcast, you can follow us at Happily Ever Heard of It on Instagram or my personal Jesse Jollis on Instagram. If you want more content, I do like an audio diary on my Patreon. Happily Ever Heard of It. And if you want to just support me, you can go there. And yeah, I'm just so excited. And I hope this was helpful to someone. But regardless, it was helpful to me. So thank you for letting me push through the scary and share with you the tea. And remember, if you're the villain in your story, you also get to be the hero. So put on your cape, bitch, and fly.